1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of It's a Fandom Thing. This week we're going to be tackling a trope that's very common in action and sci-fi movies. It's common in other movies as well, but we're just going to be focusing mainly on action and sci-fi. And that is the abduction for love trope, which is also can coincide with the stalking for love trope, which we did talk about when we covered the television show You. Um, So this one should be an interesting one. I do want to preface that we will probably be touching on a lot of subjects that could be triggering for people um, like being in physically abusive relationships, um, kidnapping in general could be a trope, um, sexual coercion, um, stuff like that might be, might be tackled in this. So I just want to give everybody a content warning if that stuff is triggering for you. Okay. And, um, Sasha is the only one that's on with me. So it's just going to be her and I talking about this. So Sasha, if you want to introduce yourself and just give me something in pop culture right now that you're, uh, that's, that you're excited about.
0: Um, Yeah, so I'm Sasha, and uh, I've been, you know, quarantined like everybody else, and so my TV and uh, media viewing has taken a uh, rapid decline in quality, (laughs) so um, I did uh, binge the Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, Um, if you need just really mindless dating (laughs) stupid, go for it. Um, But I'm also currently uh, re-watching Hawaii Five-0, the new one. Uh, (laughs) So that's where I'm at right now. It's all my brain can handle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think we need some mindless stuff during this time. It helps. Um, And for me, I am really rediscovering a band that basically defined me when I was a teen, best way to put it. uh, And that's the Violent Femmes. Oh, love um, them. Yeah, I've, I, and I've seen them in concert at least 10 times, probably more than that. I, and they were really like anyone who knew me in high school and even a few years after that knows how obsessed I was with that band. Um, and one of their albums just uh, celebrated an anniversary, and that was Why Do Birds Sing? And that's my second favorite Violent Femmes album. And so I turned it on the other day and I just have not stopped listening to them again. And so it's just so wonderful to rediscover a band that you loved mm-hmm. um, and rediscover why you loved it and to also discover that you still know every single word <laughs> for every song. So that's been a lot of fun. So that's, that's what I'm all about. And I did add it to my list of potential future episodes uh, to talk about that band. So, cause I know there are a lot of fans like Sasha likes them too. So, yep. Yeah. Great. Well, okay, let's get into the main topic here and talk about the abduction for love trope. Um and if you are not familiar with this trope, um and it can also be called abduction as romance. Um and a lot of this is, you know, you will see different different ways it can go about as somebody kidnaps somebody disguised as a rescue. Um, you have abuse disguised as love. You have, um, an abductor who just accidentally, they don't mean to, but they accidentally kidnap somebody. Um, or it's in, like, sometimes you'll see like the hitman falls for their target, that kind of stuff. So it's basically, you know, um, it's kind of, it's, I don't want to say Stockholm syndrome because that'll turn it kind of on the victim, but it's basically just showing the guy abduction, abducted, ugh, somebody Mm -hmm. and it's actually a good thing and it turns into a romance and you know the guy's actually got a heart of gold and I'm going to start with this is kind of in the sci-fi region but I think probably the biggest example of this is Beauty and the Beast so I want to start with that one because that kind of really really shows you what this is I mean it, it there's been different variations of Beauty and the Beast. There was, of course, the television show Beauty and the Beast. um, And then there was the animated film. And then, of course, the Disney live action version of it. Um, And so Mm -hmm. are are you a fan of Beauty and the Beast?
0: I am. I like Beauty and the Beast. Um, I see all the flaws in it. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I I am a fan of Beauty and the Beast.
1: Yeah, and I'm... A huge fan of Beauty and the Beast, I will mm-hmm. say. I, I'm not a big animated fan. I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Yeah. I don't like animated films that much. But Beauty and the Beast is one of those that I just fell in love with right away. And I love every version of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> that I just I just fall for that trope mm-hmm. um, in, in that movie, at least. Um, right. But it is disturbing when you think about it because, I mean, if you don't know the story of Beauty and the Beast.
0: Um, it's basically... what rock have you been living under? I
1: know. I know but it's basically a prince has been cursed to become a monster. He's a selfish prince and he's cursed to be a monster for the rest of his life unless he learns to fall in love. Um, and the, per- the woman that he falls in love with is a beautiful young woman that he keeps prisoner. He originally has the father held prisoner and then she trades her life for her father's life basically and they fall in love. So that's what it is. Is he's this monster who's trapped her. She's a prisoner and they Mm -hmm. end up in love. Um another version of Beauty and the Beast, I think, is Phantom of the Opera, is another version of that. Um and that's my one of my all time favorite musicals. So like I said <laughs> this is the version of it that gets me the most. <laughs> and I'm always, re- I always, you know, cry with Phantom of the Opera. I cry every mm-hmm. time I watch it. Yeah. Um, there was also a recent movie, it wasn't a big hit, but called Beastly. And it was kind of a takeoff on this as well. I um, saw that. Yeah. So it was kind of, kind of yeah. a version of this. But that's probably the most well known one. Um, and what is disturbing about that, of course, is that this woman is being held against her will. And she ends up rewarding her abductor with basically for beauty and the boost wise with a cure for his uh, deformity. I don't want to say deformity, but, you know, his his um, or his
0: beastly nature. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. For which, you know, the beastly nature of the man. So she tames the man basically
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: he gets rewarded with this wonderful love. And what's very interesting about the abduction for love trope. And I'm going to be referencing a lot this um, wonderful um, video by a pop culture detective, which we've referenced him before when we did the You episode. And it's, his video is called Abduction is Romance. And I will put it in the show notes because I think it's a really good video to watch. He does spoil yeah. some movies, which we'll be spoiling as well. Um, but I just think it's really interesting. He goes very in-depth in that. But what's interesting about those is that the women are presented as very strong women. They're very mm-hmm. smart. They're very capable. And it's kind of like they're being put in their place by these men sometimes, maybe not necessarily with Beauty and the Beast, but with a lot of these, um, like a lot of action films um, th- that tends to happen a lot. So I want to get into a little bit of that, that that kind of thing of how women are presented as being very strong and capable the ones that get kidnapped in these tropes Mm -hmm. and um, them being put in place so how do you feel about that Sasha
0: I yeah I watched that YouTube video as well and it's it's funny because it made me think about that whole when women show power and then you know it's like oh nope we got we got to knock you down a few pegs you can't be that strong Mm -hmm. like you could be strong and we like our women strong but not too strong Mm -hmm. you know um and it's it's frustrating as a woman that's just frustrating um because i a lot of those characters are strong characters and the one that really kind of spun me was um the movie stardust yeah and so if you haven't seen stardust um stop this right now and go watch it (laughs) and then come back Um, but that whole thing and of course you've already given the spoilers warning you know I mean it's the star falls and you know Tristan is in love with this woman and he's like I'll bring you back the star and then I'll get your hand in marriage and he literally finds the star over the wall because it's fantasy world and puts a chain on her he literally chains her Mm -hmm. to drag her back to his true love which turns out is not and he falls in love with her she falls in love with him so it's that whole I've abducted you but she's a star like that Mm -hmm. how much more powerful do you get (laughs) you know she's this what is the word I'm looking for Uh, celestial being
1: yeah Almost like a god, not quite a god, but almost like that kind of, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, and that for me was like, you can't get much stronger than that. Um, But a lot of those, or a lot of the movies that use this device, they do. And then there's always somebody makes a comment about it, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's the woman or the man, somebody along the lines makes a comment about, Either how strong the woman is and how amazing that is, or how she needs to be put in her place and how she should be, you know, thankful and grateful. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answered whatever the yeah, question was. No. I went off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. It did because you're talking about, you know, you talked about the most powerful thing being a celestial being being kidnapped, yeah. and being yeah, it's kind of it's putting women in their place. You know, mm-hmm. it's. We want you to be strong. We want you to have your own voice, but to a limit. I, I'm going to put the limit on you, and it's about a man having control, asserting control over women. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even if they're doing and but they're but they're nice guys. Like you'll see that a lot. You'll see the nice guy who accidentally kidnaps somebody, like um, in the movie A Life Less Ordinary, where mm-hmm. he doesn't want to kidnap Cameron um, Diaz's character. You know, he's just this kind of fumbling guy who is trying to make his way in the world and earn some money. And he kidnaps this woman who's from a very rich family. And they, you know, he's just, he does, and he's not going to sexually assault her. That's the big thing. They seem to state that, which makes them, of course, automatically a great guy, even though they're kidnapping right. you. Um, so you have that going on as well. Um, but that's
0: the biggest fear for women.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So to put that out there ahead of time, like, I'm not actually here to rape you or hurt you. I'm just kind of abducting you for a little bit, and then I'm going to release you unharmed. It's like, it endears you to him. Like, oh, well, he's not that bad. Like, there's a hierarchy Uh of badness.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, um, in in one of my favorite movies, um... oh my god, out of out of sight with uh, George Clooney. Yep. Um, and Jennifer Lopez. And I was going to bring
0: course, that up cuz I was like you're going to be mad at George Clooney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I you know, here's the thing is that I I I noticed going through the movies that fit this trope. I am a sucker for this trope. Big time because a Mm -hmm. lot of these movies are some of my favorite movies. I think out of sight. I think Jennifer Lopez and George Clooney had some of the best on-screen chemistry I have ever seen. And their Mm -hmm. sex scene in that movie, I think is one of the sexiest sex scenes in any Mm -hmm. movie hands down, but their relationship starts with him kidnapping her and throwing her in a trunk and holding under. And he says in there that he is not going to sexually assault her right so you know it all starts with that so it's the same kind of thing where he's pushed into this he didn't want to kidnap her but he has to because she happens to be there when he escapes prison Mm -hmm. so you know he's not he's a good guy he's a good criminal he's a good bank robber he didn't mean to do it you know right it's that same kind of thing and that's
0: go ahead well it's the same with uh what's the one with charlie sheen And um, he's like, no, really, mm -hmm. outside of the circumstance of me kidnapping you on a high-speed chase, I'm really a nice guy. You wouldn't know it, but I'm really a nice guy.
1: Yeah, isn't that called The Chase? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think he's in another one that's like that, too, but I can't recall the name of that one. But yeah, yeah, it's that same. It's the same thing in the movie Excess Baggage is another yep. example of that. And I, of course, fell for that one too. Like I said, this is one that really gets me. So it's kind yeah. of confronting to talk about this one, I have to be honest, because I'm like, <laughs> wow, I really love this trope.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. I think that that is okay. You acknowledge that there's a flaw in it, and you can acknowledge that you love it. And it's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, I will say that. I don't want to, like with you when we were talking about uh, people falling for Joe Goldberg and women really being attracted to him, yep. I don't want to shame people because I I don't want to shame women for falling for this because yep. I think it's kind of the way we have been brought up um, is to kind of like this. And I yep. think if we shame women for liking this, it's the same as shaming women who are victims of domestic violence violence and stuff it 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 goes into that so it plays into that
0: um well this like... is really ingrained in our dna because it's mm-hmm. every romance novel since the beginning of time yeah like even if you yeah. don't read romance novels it's there and you know it's passed down from our great grandmothers who read these romance novels or grandmothers and now we've got it in our dna and we can't escape it <laughs> it's just like we're stuck mm-hmm.
1: exactly and it's you know it's like when people use the old excuse in in a in a relationship a real life relationship where there's domestic violence where the perpetrator will turn it on the woman Mm -hmm. or will say you know will apologize or do these profound romantic these huge romantic gestures that will somehow make them seem like they are a good person um, and make the woman feel like they should stay and give another chance or the fix him kind of trope thing which yep. is part of it too which is in a lot of these movies as well mm-hmm. um, where it's that whole thing of the bad guy turned good guy because of the woman he kidnapped which is what happens a lot with hitmen if you have yes. a hitman who falls for the woman that he is supposed to be killing <laughs> um, then that's that also is another, another big one
0: um, makes him a really bad hitman too by the way
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's very true not
0: yes. very good at your job thankfully thankfully
1: (laughs) yeah that's very true um well what i want to focus on here since we want to focus on some action movies um is some of these action stars who have this happen repeatedly in the movies they are in like arnold schwarzenegger bruce Mm -hmm. willis um harrison ford which there's a whole video by pop culture detective where he talks specifically about harrison ford movies um and then also um You know, Rambo. His name all of a sudden blew out of my mind. Uh,
0: Sylvester Stallone.
1: Yes, Sylvester Stallone. So if we want to just talk, I want to focus on their movies and why maybe they have kind of been pigeonholed into that. Or if it's just, that's just the way action stars are supposed to be. Um, So let's start start with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, What are your thoughts on that, on Arnold Schwarzenegger movies?
0: I think that... uh... And it might, you might be right, it might just be the way that we view heroic men Mm -hmm. as an idea, um, or the action star as an idea, Um, but I can think of, like, uh, you know, the running man one, Mm -hmm. and I think he does it in, does he do it in Total Recall too? There's a couple where he, you know, like, grabs a woman, and like... Mm -hmm legit is tossing her around like you're coming this way and now you're going that way and you know mm-hmm. it's so that he can get through whatever security or wherever he's trying to get to he's using her as a tool almost yeah Um. and I, I'm not gonna lie I don't think any of his things where he has any romance are romantic <laughs> like he just comes across as too gruff um what's the one with jamie lee curtis true
1: lies and that was the one i was going to really mention because i think that's the biggest yeah example of this mm-hmm.
0: you know and so well i don't want to step on you at all but that is no, one where ahead. it's like i don't feel they don't feel like a married couple
1: mm-hmm.
0: at all the, his and maybe it's just he doesn't have any on-screen chemistry with anybody so when he's in this trope feels creepier than i think other ones where they tend to feel a little more endearing and romantic and like oh well you really are a good guy like he just comes across as creepy in them Mm -hmm. just for me if we're only talking about him
1: no i kind of i i i tend to agree i'm not a big schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger fan um in general uh -hmm. and i don't it's hard to see him as a romantic as a love interest i think the one exception for that for me is the movie Twins but that's because he's playing so against type yeah uh, and it's not the typical action movie for him so I think that's why that one works better for me um, but yeah I, I agree it's never very romantic and in True Lies mm-hmm. if you don't know about the scene he does I mean he abducts his own wife Jamie Lee Curtis and he makes her do a strip tease basically yep. so that's it's a, it's sexual I mean that's Sexual coercion, right there. That's it's disgusting and it's played for laughs and it's never played off as this bad thing. He doesn't really get punished for it. Um, she doesn't, you know, divorce him instantly (laughs) like she should,
0: but she nailed that scene. Well, yes, she did. Her performance was so good in that Mm -hmm. scene. I agree. I
1: agree. Yeah, because I'm actually kind of a fan of that movie and I think it's mainly because of her. I I love Jamie Lee Curtis. So, yeah, but that's, it's very disturbing when you really look at that, that Mm -hmm. a husband would kidnap his own wife and make her do a striptease like that. And she's terrified. She doesn't know what's going to happen. She doesn't know if she's going to get killed, raped, what's going to happen to her. So it's a horrible situation to put someone that you supposedly love to put them in that situation is just very abusive. Yeah. Yeah. And very toxic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he's, he's got quite a few of those. And of course, um, the Terminator, and it isn't necessarily even from him with the original one, but the Terminator has a little bit of that, that kidnapping one. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so that's, that's another one um, that has that trope in there as well. Um, and then moving on to Bruce Willis, because I think next to Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think he has a lot of them and I guess Harrison Ford too, um, but one with him, and it's kind of action movie, um, and it's definitely also got that bad guy, is actually a really good guy, is the movie Bandits. And it's both Bruce Bruce Willis and his brother. Have you seen Bandits? I have not. Okay. Then I don't want to spoil it too much for you. Oh, no. Go <laughs> <laughs> ahead.
0: You're fine. Go ahead. Okay.
1: Um, but it's Bruce Willis. um, and Kate Blanchett, who is phenomenal in this movie. Of course, I'm a huge fan of hers anyway. And Billy Bob Thornton. And Bruce Willis and Billy Bob Thornton are brothers. And they're also, you know, criminals. And they kidnap um, Kate Blanchett's character, who is kind of that lonely housewife thing that you'll see sometimes where she, you know, her life is boring and now it gets turned into this excitement when she gets kidnapped by these brothers and she ends up working with them in the end. Um, So it very much fits that. And she falls in love with both of them. So both of the brothers, (laughs) Ends up with this amazing woman. Um, And Bruce Willis is, I believe is the one that she ends up choosing, or it might be, she even stays with both of them. I can't recall. I haven't seen in a long time, but that Mm -hmm. to me is one of the ultimate ones. Um, Especially because these men, not only does she fall for them, but these men are shown as the antidote to her boring, mundane life. And this is what she needs are these criminals who are going to kidnap her and mm-hmm. this is what she needs in her life. So it's, it's kind of that same thing. These men will fix her or make her better, make her life better um, instead of staying in a healthy place.
0: <laughs> right. Right.
1: Yeah. But I will say Kate Blanchett is so good in that movie. So it's worth it to see, see it for that alone. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good movie too. Like I said, I fall for this constantly. Right. <laughs> um. Right. um but uh, do you want to mention any other Bruce Willis
0: movies? They brought up 12 Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, I don't, I mean, I watched that video and I've seen 12 Monkeys and it, that one seemed a bit of a stretch for me. It didn't really fit. <laughs> and I don't know if mostly it's because that movie, the entire movie is just, you know, a full on brain twist that mm-hmm. I struggled with that one. Um, but I can't think of any other, I mean, really, when you say Bruce Willis, it's either Moonlighting or Die Hard. That's it. There are no yeah. other Bruce mm-hmm. Willis versions for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, well, what's interesting about Moonlighting, though, is that even has a trope in there that could be yeah. considered kind of toxic, where, you know, it could be even be a red flag of someone who's going to be abusive to you in a relationship, physically abusive. There, and and I- love moonlighting but that could even be seen as that it kind of goes into the whole also the um cheers um mm-hmm. with diane and sam and you know they have a the whole yeah. scene where they're talking about how he's gonna hit her and stuff i mean yeah you know, it's yep. just so so interesting but yeah i yeah and i i've seen 12 monkeys once in my life and that movie really got to me on this level i won't get into on this episode but i couldn't recall that in there i couldn't recall the whole abduction or anything like Mm -hmm. that so that was one that um got mentioned that i really wasn't too familiar with in my own memory um and Mm -hmm. they also mentioned the movie red which i haven't seen that one but i guess he also abducts someone that he loves in that one
0: yeah that's like the retired Assassins and spies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. And again, that I don't maybe I maybe I'm broken, but I feel like there's different <laughs> degree Like some of them aren't as overt kidnapping yeah. as mm-hmm. others. Like some of them are very clearly this trope. And there's others that you could kind of claim are, but there's a little gray area. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's no gray area and that's where my brain is broken. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, and I think I mean I don't think your brain is broken, of course. Um, but I think I I think what it is is that we're just so used to seeing it that we yes. don't always see it. Like it's just kind of a normal thing. That is a part of action movies. It's a part of sci-fi. It's a part of this person's resume. It's, you know, Bruce Willis is this tough, macho man. So, of course, he's going to have to handle his woman kind of thing.
0: But Mm -hmm. we don't even
1: think of it that way. And so I think it's just something that's kind of put in there. And we don't really see it um, until it's pointed out. Because we've been, it's been ingrained in us. I mean, even yeah. in the movie Pulp Fiction, he has the line in Pulp Fiction to his girlfriend, you know, you know about about her gaining weight in her stomach and how he'd punch her in the stomach. I mean, it's just this little kind of line oh, yeah. in there, and he's supposed to be one of the really, the really good guy in the movie, <laughs> but mm-hmm. he still has that line. There's still that thing in there, and it's kind of laughed off and it's not thought of as a very serious moment. Right. So, yeah. So I think that's what it is, is we're just so used to seeing it that we don't always notice it. Yeah. That's why I think it's interesting to examine it. Like I said, for me, it's very confronting to see how many of these I, these movies I love. <laughs> right. right. And how many of them are some of my favorite romances outside of, you know, the romantic comedy genre. Um, right so that's what's so interesting to me. Um, and then I want to talk about Harrison Ford because a lot of his movies were brought up. Like they even brought up in Empire um, Strikes Back, a whole scene, little tiny scene with um, him and Princess Leia and her basically, you know, telling him to leave her alone for like in like different ways, 27 different ways tells her to leave, tells him to leave her alone and he doesn't and it's the scene that when you're watching it you're not really thinking about it that way so Mm -hmm. and of course um some of the stuff he does in um the indiana jones movies and then blade runner was mentioned as well there's Mm -hmm. a lot of sexual coercion in that movie Um, so what are what are your thoughts on harrison ford movies that do this do you have any
0: um well i i can think of you know like indiana jones you know when he grabs the girl but then she goes along with him it's not like he kidnaps her um Mm -hmm. when they escape the club in that first one um Mm -hmm. you know so i can kind of see like he does hold her hostage to try and get what he's trying to get and so i can see that um i want to go back to the star wars one though because for me there's an i don't know maybe this is thinking errors on my part but where is the line between the woman playing hard to get when she's genuinely interested and the guy being overly persistent mm-hmm. right so along yeah. that line and i'll come back to harrison ford but along that line it's like say anything came up mm-hmm. as a movie that has this so when he when john cusack's outside the window holding up the boom box It's this huge romantic gesture, Mm -hmm. but she's told him repeatedly, leave me alone. I don't want to see you. But then he comes back and holds up the boombox and it's like the song, you know, that they had sex to. And it's this big thing. And it's this huge romantic gesture. So where is that line between creeper status? And Mm -hmm. it's a very fine balance, which I think is part of why a lot of these go unnoticed for us you know mm-hmm. that like you said um so i don't know and so back to harrison ford i i'm not gonna lie um i don't remember much of blade runner so i can't to that one <laughs> um, but i feel like in some of his other movies there have been scenes where it's like he's kind of what is the one witness is yeah. it witness
1: the, the one where or, he goes to the amish amish country yes mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so that one comes to mind as far as that, this trope of, you know, like where you, I mean, you kind of invade somebody's life, mm-hmm. you know, want them to help you. And then, yeah, but I really, I like Harrison Ford, so I don't want to see him as a, <laughs> as a bad guy. <laughs> like it breaks my heart.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the confronting thing about this is, you know, looking at, at things through a different lens um, or seeing things differently than you might have before. And I think, you know, Harrison Ford fits again that, uh, as I mentioned with Bruce Willis, that man, he's a man, you know, he's this man who would probably rescue you from something or Mm -hmm. save the day. And he's very much a hero. And, and, you know, one of the first couples I ever shipped was Han Solo and Princess Leia. You know, I, I was, never a luke fan i was always all about him because he was more sarcastic and he wasn't you know this swooping prince kind of guy that i usually don't fall for that but yeah he was just this rough around the edges and they would spar and i thought of it as very romantic and sweet and cute Mm -hmm. um it's the and it's and it you are right you are correct with that you know where is that line Um, and I think it's something we kind of have to examine and ask ourselves. And I know with say anything, and we mentioned this on our, you episode, you know, John Cusack's character, when you really look at it logically, the only thing he knows is that she's broken up with him. He doesn't know why she did it. He doesn't know the whole backstory. He just knows Mm -hmm. she broke up with him. So his behavior It's in response to that and not knowing the whole thing. But I think when you're watching it, you're thinking about the bigger picture because you as an audience member know the real reason behind that. And so you can forgive it, you know, in a way, whereas if a person were to do that in real life, that is stalking behavior. Because she mm-hmm. said repeatedly, "Leave me alone," and playing a song that they had sex to, and she lost her virginity to, yep. could be seen as this very aggressive thing, you know. And and hey, I love that movie, but that it could okay. be seen as that. It could be seen as this very aggressive thing of like, remember you? I lost, you know, you lost your virginity to me, and here I am, and I'm this guy, and you know, you want to be with me. I don't care if you repeatedly tell me no. I, you know, you want to be with me.
0: I know so, what's best for you.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. That's that's the other part of this too.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and I think one of the most disturbing ones. So this is another one that I actually liked too. Um, is V for Vendetta, which have you seen oh. V for Vendetta?
0: Yes. Yeah, they're problematic.
1: <laughs> yeah, Natalie Portman's character. He tortures her. V yes. tortures her. And he gets rewarded in the end. And it's just it's really kind of disgusting when, you know, I was watching the clips through that uh, YouTube video. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, this is horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Did you like that movie?
0: Um, I think I've only seen it once. um, And it was one of those movies that was kind of hard to watch. Um, Yeah. So. I just remember it being very problematic and kind of intense in its nature but that whole wouldn't that be kind of its own thing and it doesn't matter male to female female to male whatever Mm. but that like where you tear somebody down to a point of utter nothingness in order to build them back up into a bigger better version right isn't that the whole thing that happened to black widow right yeah that's
1: true Mm -hmm.
0: you know like it happens pretty much any movie or any tv show that involves characters who become spies or assassins or anything like that whatever training they go through it's they destroy the person that they were in order to build them into a perfect version of whatever not that i'm excusing the behavior in yeah at all but that's kind of what happened if I remember correctly, right?
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, it was, he put her through it to make her a stronger person, to make mm-hmm. her a better person. <laughs> right. Um, That's really what he did. And that's, that's how it was framed in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how it's framed in a lot of these things that, 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 that happens is, you know, we're going to tear you down to build you back up again. Right. And thing. And that does happen a lot. It happens on a lot of TV shows. Um, yeah. It happens a lot in, because um, you mentioned Black Widow. I think it happens a lot in the, that sh- in superhero genres. Yes. Is that tearing someone down to build them back up, you know, mm-hmm. putting them through hell. And not just with females. I think that also happens with some of the male characters.
0: Yeah, you know? it's just I, Captain America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's that whole, we're getting off on a tangent. Okay, refocus. It's okay.
1: It's okay. It, it, kind of, it kind of fits in a way, though. I mean,
0: yeah. in yeah. sort
1: of a broad way, but it came off of V for Vendetta,
0: so... Right. But yeah. on that... Okay, I'm going to... Side tangent, just real quick off of this. Uh-huh. So the yeah. whole like tearing somebody down and building them back up, Um mm-hmm. I just want to throw out there, and I know we're not going to talk a whole lot about other genres, but in Game of Thrones, um Cole, Drago, Jason Momoa, uh, full disclaimer, anybody who knows me knows that I love that man. I love everything <laughs> about that man. That man can do no wrong. He plays not great characters all the time, but oh my mm-hmm. god do I love him. Okay. He, in, have you seen Game of Thrones?
1: No, and I probably never will, so it's fine. You can spoil it for me.
0: Well, this is from season one, so everybody already knows, <laughs> but he ends up Khaleesi, so Daenerys's character that they call Khaleesi, comes to him And is basically like a prize Mm -hmm. and ends up married to him. And this is another one where, you know, she ends up in this situation. This young girl who's like, what is happening? Ends up married to him. And through that entire relationship that is horribly, horribly flawed, they find common ground. She falls in love with him. Ultimately, he dies. It's this horrible thing. But from his death, she becomes the Queen of Dragons. So it's that whole tear you down and then make Mm -hmm. you something bigger, better, and stronger. And Mm -hmm. so it's like you have that moment where you go, well, that relationship was so toxic and so horrible. But was it? The beginning was. Mm -hmm. The beginning was, like, terrible. But then she fell in love with him and led his people and became this huge force because of that situation. So is it always bad? Can good come from it? You know, it's all yeah, no. perspective and situational.
1: No, that's a very good question, and you know, I know we're going off on a tangent, but I think this actually it fits with the different tropes because it reminds what makes me think of, and we'll have to do a whole episode on this. Is a lot of times when you see BDSM relationships portrayed yep. in movies, they're very rarely portrayed accurately, mm-hmm. but. You but they're portrayed very much like that, where you're beating someone down to build them back up. Like, Nine and a Half Weeks was the first thing yep. that popped into my head.
0: Um, Me too. I,
1: I'm actually a huge fan of that movie, uh-huh. even though it's not the best version of that. But but that's so that, because that's yep. what happens to Kim Basinger's character. Yes. He tears her down to build her back up again. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... And, and make her and, stronger. Yes, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. That's what's surprising. the James Spader. Is it James Spader? Secretary, secretary. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think that's actually a better, a better version of yeah, a be- of the, and, of BDSM. But yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and she also is a very kind of mousy original character, mm-hmm. and then through everything, become she comes into her own.
1: Yes yes that's a whole
0: separate episode okay back on track yeah
1: yeah sorry Objection. I just wanted to say those because I think it kind of yes they kind of all play into each other these really toxic romantic tropes that we have out there
0: they um, do they totally do mm-hmm. which also then can lead towards stalking it all yes. is one big ball of mess
1: <laughs> it, it, it really is
0: <laughs> should have so, said it all one big ball gag of mess <laughs>
1: So one, um, you know, so this is a trope, this abduction for romance is a trope that's really not going away, kind of like the stalking for love trope. It's still here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to be leaving. Um, and one big recent example, and I haven't seen this movie, so I'm totally going off of um, the description of it and what was shown in the um, in the video we, we mentioned, um, is Passenger or Passengers. Um, I saw that's, it. So you saw it. So
0: do you want to speak on that one? Yeah. Did- um, that one has. So it was and like the the YouTube video says it was billed as something it wasn't. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it was like a bait and switch mm-hmm. um, is what happened. And so basically the male character, they're on a spaceship and they're going to. To a new planet they're terraforming is kind of how they're on this ship in space mm-hmm. something goes wrong and his sleep pod wakes him up and gets him moving everybody else is still asleep because it's like a hundred year journey so obviously everybody's in this stasis mm-hmm. well he is alone and i totally get that like he's in his own head and things are not good then he finds a female passenger fixates on her and decides hmm i'm alone i'm bored i need somebody to play with and wakes her up but doesn't tell her he woke her up it's like all of a sudden her pod failed and you know there's this whole like he's whining and dining and romancing her and everything's great and then she finds out that he woke her up and then everything falls apart and then it's like well we're stuck with each other for a hundred years on this journey what are we gonna do so it is the epitome of like he took away everything she is he woke her up to die he basically killed her is what he did It's just, it's, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That one was really rough. Because when you look at it from that perspective of he woke her up to die, it negates everything. And there's a bunch of other things that happen and they do, you know, end up together. But at that point, you know, where are you at? You, won't, yeah. you killed me. I am dead because of you. So, but you're the only other human here. You know, you'll slowly go insane mm-hmm. if you don't talk to anybody. You know, I mean, we know what happens to people in extreme isolation. It's not pretty. Yeah. And to be stuck on a ship with somebody that you hate, but then, you know, at some point, forgiveness has to come in. Mm-hmm. So it's a very it's an emotional roller coaster, really.
1: Sounds like it. Yeah. And that's what I yeah. heard about the movie. And that's why I've never seen it because from everything I'd heard, it was just sounded so horrible. And like yeah. they say in the YouTube video, it sounds more like a horror movie <laughs> than a um yep. romance or an action romance movie. Yeah, sci-fi mm-hmm. romance. Yeah, it's it sounds like that. And, you know, since it's still so prevalent, I mean, that's a movie from 2016, but that was not that long ago, only four years ago. So it's still used a lot, um, just like the stalking for love trope is used a lot, which people mention that in uh, relation to the TV show Stranger Things. Um, In some ways, this is uh, in the second season when they have the new girl who's in the – why am I forgetting her name right now – who goes to school with them and you have – two of the kids wanting to date her and kind oh, of Max? stalking her. Yes, Max, and kind of stalking her in a way. Um, so I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting because I had never looked at that before um, with that. But that's that's kind of, kind of true. And when we do our um, Stranger Things episode later this year, we'll be talking about some of the toxicity in that show. Because there is, I love that show, but there is some toxic stuff that gets brought up in that show
0: i love that show as well and um i'm just gonna throw out that the toxic toxicity of that show is because it was the 80s which were toxic um yeah and i think that they really showed that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no yeah i i agree but i think what they did sorry another tangent here but i I think what they did with the with jim's character in the third season oh yeah yeah was kind of unforgivable (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, another tangent nope. yep. there. Um but the big thing that these movies have in common for the most part is they involve white men. Um and just like we yep. talked about in the stalking for love trope, white men tend to get away with a lot of stuff. Um with their, you know, we instantly think of them as being okay until proven wrong kind of thing. Like there's Mm got to be a reason that they're doing this. There's got to be a reason they're a bank robber. There's got to be a reason they've kidnapped someone, a good reason. Um, There's got to be a reason they're stalking someone. So we forgive a lot with white men that we would not forgive with men of color. Correct. Um, So, yeah, so we'll get into that a little bit here.
0: Which is a little concerning because like 80% Mm -hmm. of serial killers are white males. Exactly. You'd think we'd be a little more leery of white boys.
1: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, but white, white boys white can boys, do no wrong. Mhm. They have a lot of power mm-hmm. in this country and this I mean you just look at certain people who are in power. Yep. Yep. Um and you see that that they get away with a lot. Um yeah. you know men in general but white men profoundly more. I mean white men can get away with so much that we would never let somebody else get away with um
0: Yes, can you imagine the movie Passengers, if it was not a white man who woke up a a white woman? If it was a man of color, Mm -hmm. whether, regardless of what color persuasion he was, and woke Mm up, oh, it would be a totally different movie. There would be outrage. People would have banned and boycotted.
1: Yep. Very, 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 very true. Or it would have just been outright a horror film and they wouldn't have even done it as a – Yeah. 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 Because I'm I'm trying to think if there's any movie that fits this where the person – where the male perpetrating it is a man of color. I can't think – is a person of color. I can't think of a single – can you think of one that is – I'm looking through this list here that I have online trying no. to find if there's a single one where it's a person of color that I, abducts the person, the woman. No. Yeah.
0: The, and oh, was, the other problem here is um, only white guys are crazy enough to pull this off. That, because that. <laughs> they, they will not be criminally charged, mm-hmm. that they will win over the woman, um, yeah. and then nobody's going to shoot them in the process.
1: Yeah. That's 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 because a very good point. Mm-hmm.
0: Because our Hispanic men and our African American men are smart enough to know that if I try and pull this off, somebody's going to shoot me in the process, so I'm just not even going to bother. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Yeah, that's a very very good point. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's that confidence thing that uh, white men have because they have been given so much leeway um, in society. They've been, I mean, and in media. And in real life, they've just been given so much leeway Mm -hmm. that they do have that privilege of thinking that they can get away with a lot of stuff that other people cannot get away with, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, it's
1: and I'm also trying to think of it being reversed with a woman kidnapping a man. Um, Misery. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, one where it was played off as romantic.
0: Oh yeah. Where they ended up falling
1: in love. Yeah. Cause it's the same thing with the stocking for love trope. I mentioned briefly that a lot of times if it's reversed and the woman is doing it, she's instantly portrayed as being crazy. Yep. Um, you know, she doesn't end up being rewarded. So yeah. So it's that whole double standard thing. Um, and so we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but why do you think we fall for these tropes, Sasha? Why do you think we keep falling for them?
0: Because we hold out. I think we hold out hope that people are genuinely good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like to assume positive intent and that people are good and can be redeemed. Um, part of that is, you know, my background in my personal life that i have to hold out hope that there's redemption um part of it is it's good story making i mean that's horrible to say and you know i apologize to all my fellow females out there but some of them are just good stories like beauty and the beast Mm -hmm. you know you redeem him it's that whole you want the redemption piece i think is part of it yeah I don't know. Does that, that sounds terrible. Oh God. Does that sound terrible?
1: But I think that's, that's the truth though. That's the truth. I think that's a big part of it. Um, Oh, that just makes
0: my tummy tumble.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, but it's true. I, and you know, one of the ultimate ones you'll see, and I know this isn't sci-fi or action really, although there can be action is in soaps. One of the biggest tropes in soaps is a woman falling in love with her rapist. Yep. Um, you know you have one of the, the most famous one is Luke and Laura from General Hospital Luke raped Laura and she ends up marrying him and that ends up being one of those super couples you know and that's the ultimate fixing him that's the ultimate making him a better man yeah um and and i th- i mean it sounds terrible and it is terrible but i think that's accurate that's what it is mhm plus i think we're kind of programmed to believe that men like this are more interesting, more fun, more complex, um, sexier. Um,
0: that it's that, that bad boy danger.
1: Exactly, it's the bad boy thing of
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, or even you know that they might even be better in bed. I mean, honestly, I think yep. that's part of it too. Um, that your love life will never be boring. Your yep. sex life will never be boring.
0: It's the risk um, factor. Mm hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's the risk.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, at a very young age, we're shown this, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Beauty and the Beast is a car- the cartoon version that's shown yep. to you as a young kid. Um, and you see that that is romantic, and that mm-hmm. the guy will be rewarded. And so I think because we're kind of programmed in a way to, s- to see it. As romantic, especially if it's a white male. Well,
0: as we've
1: (laughs) discussed, that seems to be the only time it happens is white men being rewarded for this. Um,
0: It would be interesting if any of uh, the listeners can think of other ones. And there might mm be other movie genres that we just haven't come across. I mean, we are in, you know, recording in the United States and we are, you know. It's, there aren't a lot of, uh, as we've discussed before, um, you know, cultural, diverse uh, films mm-hmm. that we have access to. I mean, if you look at it, it's predominantly white. So it would be yeah. interesting to see if these tropes carry out in other parts of the world um, and in their films and series. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody international um, has anything, because I, I would like to see something a little different
1: yeah and I know we have listeners in lots of different countries, so yeah. yeah yeah, so that would be really interesting to know, and that's something I probably should have researched beforehand but yeah that's that's a good question
0: mhm
1: yeah and, and and i and I wonder if this is a more uniquely American thing too would be my other question about that is to see if it is or not um right
0: I wouldn't be surprised would be if it is, mhm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to go back way, way, way back at the beginning. You talked about um, that you didn't want to use Stockholm yeah. as mm-hmm. the thing. I, When I was looking up movies that fit this trope, um, I saw a identifier that was Stockholm swooning.
1: Stockholm swooning, huh?
0: Yep. Yeah. Huh. So that's that whole falling in love with your um, abductor. Mm-hmm. They called it Stockholm swooning, which I thought was very clever. Um, mm-hmm. Very accurate, and uh, it was just kind of interesting to see that they had put that label on there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just looked that up to see. Yeah, there's a bunch of, bunch of movies that fit under that. Uh, yeah. There
0: is one movie that I want to bring up that kind of. I'm, I'm going to make it fit this topic, so bear with me.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, but the movie Labyrinth.
1: I was actually just going to mention that movie. So go for it
0: yeah so the movie labyrinth kind of sort of fits here basically you know she's like hey take my baby brother I'm over him goblin king come help me and he's <laughs> in love with her takes the baby and then drops her in the middle of his realm to get her brother back but that whole thing he's like trying to seduce her they have the whole dance scene it's this big to do and uh at the very end you know he's like just love me fear me and i'll be yours Mm -hmm. and then she does her little thing and she's like you have no power over me and that is one of the things it's like out of all of these movies that was the one that i made specific note like labyrinth she took her power back and she used it and defeated him and did not fall for it and i thought that was something that needed to be mentioned
1: yeah. No, I'm glad that it did. Yeah. Cause that does very much fit it. But like you said, it's kind of, it, it twisted in it. She doesn't end up with him. Although I will admit when I was a kid, I wanted her to end up with him. <laughs> I was like, who cares about your stupid, annoying brother?
0: <laughs> that's so funny.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a good example of, of that one. Are there any other movies that you want to make sure get a mention?
0: Um. Well, in that fantasy realm, because I brought up labyrinth, um, something similar happens in Legend,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because that's
1: true.
0: Like Dar- Lily. For those of you who haven't seen Legend, I'm not going to give you the background. It's very complicated. Just go watch <laughs> the movie. But basically, you know, when Lily ends up with darkness, and he, she has the like, she dances with the dress, and then comes into the dress you know and he darkness comes out of the mirror and like wants her to join him you know and she has to escape that she also doesn't fall for darkness's ploys um, and kind of regains her innocence in a way because she went dark and twisty a little bit there too Um, not really the abduction it was more like her own thing but um I think that would be another one that could kind of fit yeah
1: Yeah, Um, i think that does that does fit
0: yeah i can't think of any others i think the biggest thing for me just in having this conversation and talking about it it's making me think more and it really is i think it it all roots back to perception and previous experience Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so what you consider you know like i mean kidnapping is kidnapping there's no gray area there but like in the stock like the boombox scene and say anything you know or some Mm -hmm. of those other ones where it's not a clear cut thing um i think it does go back to background knowledge your own personal experience and your perception of it you know are you okay being catcalled on the street or does that send your feathers into a ruffle and you have to go fight the construction workers like where are you at um in, like, which battles are you going to pick mm-hmm. for some of these? Um, which I think is what it came down to in passengers. Like, which battle was it that was going to be fought? Am I going yeah. to hate this person until I die? Or am I going to forgive them for what they did because I might do the same thing in their shoes?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so. I also may be full of crap and our listeners may be like, Sasha's an idiot. (laughs) Shut up.
1: (laughs) No, no. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's an, I think there's lots of sides to it and lots of different viewpoints on it. And I know there are people that hate these movies and, you Mm -hmm. know, don't fall for it the way that someone like me does. Cause as I've discovered, this is probably one of my favorite tropes and I didn't even realize it was a favorite trope of mine until I did this, honestly. Yeah. and I, and I want to mention a movie that this is a more of an independent movie, but it it's, it's the same thing, but it's got a little bit of a twist on it. Because I think another thing you will notice in some of these movies, especially anything that involves Harrison Ford and sometimes Bruce Willis, is the woman um, will a lot of times be a lot younger than the man. Mm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you see that a lot with aging movie stars anyway. They end up being able to still marry a 30 year old when they're 70 you know but you very rarely see that reversed it's
0: because so, men become distinguished
1: yeah exactly yeah and women become old Old. <laughs> so, yeah so i want to point out one because i think an actress that sometimes can um break away from this is susan sarandon oh yes she's she's been in a couple and there's this movie called earthly possessions from 1999 it stars her and steven dorf and I mainly saw this because I was a huge Steven Dorf fan for <laughs> years. Um, He's easy on the eyes. Yes, that's why I was a huge fan of his. Plus, I there's this movie um, Backbeat. Sorry, another little tangent here, but this movie Backbeat, where he plays Stuart Sutcliffe, who was in the Beatles very oh, briefly yeah. before they became big, and he was an artist. Yep. Um, and he is so good in that movie. So. I highly recommend that one. Um, but anyway, in this movie, Susan Sarandon plays a bored wife and she's going to be pl- running away from her minister husband. And when she's in the process of running away, she's at the bank and the bank gets robbed by Steven Dorff, who is an- a very good bank robber. Um, and he's doing it, if I remember, for-, for good reasons. He's a good guy. It's another one of those. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And he takes her hostage. And it's actually based on a book by Ann Tyler, who's one of my favorite writers um and she ends up loving it she sees a thrill in it and they you know fall in love and so what's interesting about that one is he's very young and she's a lot older than him
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you know they have this love story on the run it's still the same thing of the abduction for a romance trope But to me, there's a little bit of a twist there in just the fact that she is a lot older than him. So I just, I just wanted to point that one out because it's just an interesting, it's still problematic, but it's just an interesting take on that, right? Um, you know, because, and she gets so into it. She just loves it and changes, you know, the way she dresses and um, all this stuff. She starts dressing Mm -hmm. sexy and, you know, being, because she was living with a minister. So she felt, you know. It's another one of those where like with, uh, bandits where she felt like her life was ho-hum and Mm -hmm. boring. So, yeah. So I just wanted to point that that's a smaller one that maybe a lot of people might not have heard of. Um, but I actually really like that.
0: (laughs) Wow. I think that's awesome. (laughs) I love it.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of, um, if there's any other ones we should quickly point out. I mean, there are ones that aren't action ones that fall into this trope as well. Um, You know, we mentioned a lot of the, there's like Fifty Shades of Grey is one that comes up, but we'll talk about that more when we do an episode all about the BDSM trope, because I think that's one we should cover.
0: We definitely should. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, misconceptions uh, that go out about that, um, Mm -hmm. and the media just portrays it poorly, like Fifty Shades of Mm -hmm. Grey. That's I could go off on that, but yeah. That'll yeah, be a separate. They take episode. away.
1: They take away the consent aspect of it. Is really what they do, and we'll have to someday do one about um, positive tropes like yes. explicit consent, where there's a lot of consent given. Yes, <laughs> and where it's never, you know, taken from the woman. Right. Um, but yeah, but I and I know there's a ton of movies that we're probably missing, or that we could go into great detail on, and um, we'll do another episode on this. I am thinking we're going to do a whole month next year sometime, just covering different tropes. So, um, but yeah, like, like Sasha said, contact us if you have other ones that you think we should mention, especially if there are ones where maybe the woman does it, or it's a person of color, um, anything like that, or any kind of twist on this where it's done in a very different way. I'd like to, I'd be interested to know about those as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, one that we totally skipped over—overboard uh, with oh, Kurt yeah. Russell and Goldie Hawn.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I didn't mention it because I always consider that more of a romantic comedy. But yeah, yeah, that definitely—that one hundred percent fits. it. Yeah, <laughs> and he even gets his and he even gets his kids involved in that one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but that is like the epitome of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, and the fact that she has no memory, yeah. and yeah, all that. And, you know, the thing with that one, though, kind of doing with the reverse thing, is they did do an update of that and they reversed it where um, the I didn't kidnapping see- the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see it either, but just an interesting little aside there. Yeah. Um, and I know we probably could mention also um, Tom Cruise movies too. I think Tom Cruise probably yep. does that a lot too he's another one um, but we won't get into that right now since I know we've kind of touched on a lot of them but he's, yeah. he's another one for sure yeah yes. it's definitely I think we've established it's that white male thing <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that white male strength and macho and but then you get to see his little cuddly marshmallow center uh, <laughs> through him kidnapping you <laughs> right and we definitely will one day have to get into it with horror movies as well, because I think this is also something that comes up in those too, in a way.
0: Well, um, but that you could throw a Get Out in there. Yeah, because he gets true. abducted. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. That's by very
0: true. White people.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. We'll have to do yeah. a, a follow up.
1: Yes. Yes. And I and I'm definitely going to do an episode on Jordan Peele too at some point.
0: So yeah. cool. I definitely want to do that.
1: Awesome. Well, I know um you don't want to be found, Sasha.
0: Yep. I'm <laughs> incognito. So I, I like it you. that way.
1: Yeah. So I won't even ask you if you want to be found because I already know yep. the answer to that one.
0: <laughs> one of these days, one of these days I'm gonna surprise you and you're gonna be like, What? What just happened?
1: Yeah, yeah. Be, I'll be like, I know you don't want to be found. And you're like, uh uh-uh. uh, today's the day.
0: <laughs> yeah well today is not that day so continue on with all of your findings.
1: <laughs> okay okay. you can follow me on twitter at e April Beauty. the e and the a and the b are capitalized be sure to like the show on facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on twitter at fandom thing pod no it's in that one on instagram at it's a fandom thing pod um, if you have any other movies like we said that fit this trope if you have any feedback anything like that please feel free to email us at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com and also i just want to say i haven't said this in a while but please rate and review us on apple podcasts because believe it or not that does help us get found so if you can leave us a five-star review anything like that please do um, and next week, Sasha is going to be returning with Carla and we're going to be discussing the television show Dexter, which is one of my personal favorites. So that should be a lot of fun until next time. Remember, it's a fandom thing.